You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Well, hello there, my darling sheep spotters. Welcome to episode 41 of the Sheep Spot podcast. The cats are having a fit in the room with me, so you may hear them thumping around. I am Sasha from sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand dyed wools and the information and support you need to make those wools into beautiful yarns. So, welcome back to our series on spinning for socks. In the last episode, I went over some of the things that you need to think about and some of the decisions you need to make when you're planning to spin a sock yarn. Things like fiber choice, spinning method, and your choice of yarn structure. In that episode, I mentioned three-ply yarns and cabled yarns as good structures for sock yarn. Today, I want to talk about another structure that you might want to consider when spinning for socks, one that I've been experimenting with, and that is the opposing ply yarn. So an opposing ply yarn is a plied yarn in which one of the plies is spun in the plying direction. So most of us spin our yarns with our wheels moving clockwise and ply with our wheels moving counterclockwise. This is sometimes called spinning with a Z twist or a Z twist and plying with an S twist. Usually we spin all our singles in one direction, and that is Z for most of us, and then we ply our yarns S in the S direction. In an opposing ply yarn, we spin most of the plies Z, but one of them we spin S. So when we ply, we're actually adding more twist to that ply. Now, the question is, why would we do that? And the answer is that opposing ply yarns have a lot of elasticity. Some spinners swear that they wear better as well, although this is a contested topic. Um, But at any rate, this has led some spinners to experiment with opposing ply yarns for socks because, as we talked about last week, sock yarns need to be as strong and as elastic as possible. So in the interest of science, I recently tried this with some cheviots. So I divided the bump into three equal sections all of which I spun using a short forward draw. The first section I spun counterclockwise, so with an S twist. And I did this one first because I knew it was going to require some focus and I wanted to kind of get it out of the way first. I never spin in this direction, so I found it a bit of a challenge. And in particular, I felt like I didn't really have as much control of my diameter in this direction. As it turned out, it was a good thing that I spun this ply first because it was a little thicker than I wanted, so I was able to compensate a bit for that on the other two plies and still end up with a fingering weight yarn. So once the first ply was finished, I went ahead and I spun the other two plies as I normally would, 
shooting for about a 40 wraps per inch singles. So, so far, so good. Then came the plying, which was really weird. Remember that the plying actually involved adding twist to the S-spun ply. So instead of lying nice and flat and cozying up with the other plies, it got kinky. And um, the result was an extremely strange looking yarn. I actually found it a little discouraging. When I took it off the nitty knotty, it just looked crazy. It didn't hang straight. It was all kinky and it looked like a mess of brightly colored ramen noodles. So I had some Z-twist singles left over after the S-twist run ones ran out. Remember, they were a little thicker than the others. So I chain-plied those so I would have some basis of comparison between the opposing ply yarn and a kind of normal version. I finished both the yarns the way I would finish any worsted yarn. I soaked them in some very hot water with some eucalyptus, and then I hung it to drive, dry. The chain plied version looked great. Um, when the opposing ply version came out of the bath, the yarn as a whole was less crazy looking, but the S spun ply was still quite kinky. And it really looked nothing like my standard three ply worsted spun yarn but it was definitely more elastic than the chain-plied version. I was concerned that the yarn might be kind of uncomfortable to knit with, with that kinky ply, but when I knit a swatch with it, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Tensioning the yarn to knit with it was enough to kind of stretch out the kinks in that ply, so it felt like knitting with any other yarn, and it looked completely normal knit up. My plan is to knit up some ankle socks with my opposing ply yarn and see what happens. I'll definitely know what I find when I do. But whatever happens, I'm glad I tried this experiment. It forced me out of my comfort zone a bit, and that's always a good thing. I'd love to know if you've spun any opposing ply yarns and whether you've knit with them. Um, so tell me about your experience. You can always email me at Sasha at sheepspot.com or message me on Instagram where I am sheepspot, not surprisingly. Um, and before I go, I want to again mention the most recent issue of Ply Magazine, which is also devoted to spinning for socks. I've had a chance to dive into that issue this week, and there is so much wonderful information in it, including a great article by Debbie Held about yet another possible structure for sock yarns, the crepe yarn. And I think the cre- a crepe yarn is going to be my next sock yarn experiment. So check out that issue of Ply if this is a topic that interests you. If you don't know Ply, I'll put a link to their website in the show notes. So when I start talking about sock yarns with people. Um, often they will kind of freak out about um, the prospect of having to spin singles that are thin enough to make into a three or a four ply fingering weight yarn. So in the next episode, I'm going to continue our series on sock yarn by talking about how to spin a singles fine enough 
to make a three or four ply yarn of around 16 wraps per inch. So when spinning for socks, your single should be in the 24 to 30 wraps per inch range or even smaller, around 36 wraps per inch for a four ply cable yarn. I really have to work to spin that fine and my default is much thicker. So since I am far from a fine spinning guru, I'm next week going to review what I think is the best resource out there for spinning fine yarns, Beth Smith's video for Interweave. Uh, It's called Spin Thin. It's a comprehensive look at wheel setup and drafting techniques for fine yarns. It's inexpensive, it's accessible, and you should absolutely check it out if you want to spin for socks. So more on that next week. I think that's everything for me this week, my darlings. And uh, so have a wonderful week and go spin something.